what I found really nice about kind of uh, scientific research for sure is that you, you know, you can lay the best plans in the world. You can say, okay, you know, uh, this is what I want to investigate. Uh, this is what I'm hoping to find. And then you can kind of get halfway through and something real unexpected happens uh, and you get a kind of result that you just weren't expecting. You start to investigate that more and it kind of brings you off on a bit of a tangent, but a tangent in a good way. So I think yeah. it's one of them things that I find quite empowering in science is that, you know, um, it's not always just a straight kind of uh, from point A to point B. There can be a point C, a point D, a point E in there as well. And You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. The NASA National Postdoctoral Program gives scientists at any level the opportunity to help NASA pursue its mission while also experiencing the world's most diverse technology and expertise. I recently had the opportunity to talk to several NASA NPP fellows about their research, their personal stories, and what comes next in their careers. This episode features one of those conversations. I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Daniel Waters, if you would, um, talk to me a little bit about who you are, what your current role is um, in the NASA NPP Fellowship Program, and then a bit about your background. How did you get to where you are? Sure. So uh, I'm Daniel Waters. Uh, I'm a NASA Postdoctoral Program Fellow at Marshall Space Flight Center, uh, and I study global precipitation using satellites. Um, so specifically what I do is uh, I assess the performance of NASA's flagship precipitation product, um, which is produced using satellites, um, and I assess it using uh, ground-based radars um, to see kind of how accurate NASA's precipitation estimates are. Um, so I currently do that at uh, Marshall um, using their software systems. Um, and the way in which I got here, um, I uh, studied uh, kind of physics and astrophysics back in England um, and uh, then went on to study some earth sciences during my PhD uh, and uh, saw a kind of great opportunity to uh, apply for the NASA postdoctoral program um, and uh, was lucky enough to get it and come over to Huntsville, Alabama. Awesome. Um... Daniel, I have to imagine that measuring um, precipitation is really kind of a critical issue now. I mean, we've got, you know, places in the Western United States that are, you know, drying up and other places where it's flooding. So um, I imagine that sort of keeps you on your toes a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, observing precipitation from space is, uh, yeah, very important. Um, yeah, especially in today's day and age with climate change happening and yeah, kind of precipitation patterns uh, constantly evolving as well. Um, so yeah, observing precipitation is very important. Um, you know, NASA kind of uh, works to do it from a spaceborne perspective um, because from the ground, you, you know, it's um, you require kind of uh, countries to have 
radar network set up, um, which only some of the most developed countries do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that only covers kind of land-based areas. And there's issues with measuring precipitation from the ground already, such as mountainous regions. Yeah. Um, so what NASA acts to do is kind of measure precipitation um, from space um, so that you can get measurements not only over land, but over ocean as well. Um, and using kind of a continuous framework. So using kind of, um, you know, the, the same satellite to measure precipitation uh, everywhere, which is really helpful. Gotcha. Um, Daniel, have you always been interested in science? Was, was science something that sort of was a childhood fascination, dream, or did you come to science sort of later in your education? Uh, a little bit later in my education, I'd say uh, I was never kind of quite keen on science when I was like really, really young. I really liked okay. math. Um, so mathematics was, uh, yeah, really my passion when I was kind of a young kid. Um, and then kind of as I was going through kind of uh, like uh, from elementary school into kind of uh, high school, I found that, uh, yeah, for sure, I, I started to realize that I still really like uh, mathematics, but I liked applying mathematics as well. And kind of physics was the kind of uh, good in between. It was nice to start applying kind of that knowledge to like real world problems. Right, right. And obviously, what you're working on is a very critical real world problem um, in today's time frame. So, yeah, and it's one of them things that I think um, it's kind of, you know, uh, not something that I kind of envisioned, envisioned, envisaged, sorry, envisioned, <laughs> sorry, really, really messing up my words there. It's not something that I envisioned, envisioned that I do from kind of a young age. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was a, never any kind of case of like, oh, I want to be a precipitation scientist when I'm older. <laughs> it was always kind of like narrowing down to the, the kind of tip of the pyramid. It was starting with, OK, I like numbers and mathematics and then I like applying that. And I liked kind of space science and art science. And kind of that was a good combination of the two. And uh, I also like storms an awful lot as well. So that really helped. Gotcha. So <laughs> kind of brings everything together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sort of like being a, a global storm chaser without having to. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, the, truck, the, right? the safety and comfort of uh, a nice office or a nice home for sure. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah. You got to see it, but yeah, not go, not have to go out. In it. <laughs> um, Daniel, how long have you been in your fellowship? So I've been in my fellowship now for about fifteen months. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I moved um, from England over to the United States in August 2021 um, and uh, got stuck straight into the uh, NASA postdoctoral program fellowship. Uh, yeah, and I've been kind of working here in Huntsville, Alabama ever since. How's the, how's the cultural change to uh, yeah. from, yeah, from England to uh, Huntsville, Alabama? Ah, yeah, yeah. Big, big cultural change. It's, uh, yeah, I'm uh, a lot more settled with it now, but I think when I first got here, it was just uh, so different, (laughs) a lot more different than I was expecting. You know, I was kind of expecting, I'd never actually visited the United States before moving over here. So the opportunity was kind of so good that it was a case of like, uh, the opportunity to go and work at NASA was uh, too great to kind of, you know, uh, need to scout out the place first or wherever I was going. I was always, I always liked the idea of kind of getting to see a bit of the US anyway. But, uh, but yeah, it was a great reason for moving over. Um, and 
yeah, yeah, the cultural differences were kind of massive. You know, I think, um, you know, just so many things. I think uh, one of the main things for me was uh, <laughs> like people are like so, so friendly in the South, um, which was kind of really, really lovely uh, kind of, uh, kind of uh, part of the culture here. Sure. It was really nice to get used to everyone's kind of real kind of friendly and uh, talkative, which was great with kind of moving over um, and getting used to a new place. Um, and then there was just things that were just so different to me, like in England, I could kind of walk wherever I wanted to go, even if it was an hour away. And I started to realize that I couldn't do that quite so easily um, in Huntsville. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely, uh, yeah, lots of different cultural differences. Sure, sure. And obviously a huge impact on your career. I mean, you've you've uprooted your life, basically. You're in Huntsville and um, pursuing, you know, what sounds like is a dream, you know, some dream research. Uh, yeah, like um, I got to start kind of precipitation research um, during my PhD. I was really intrigued by it, um, kind of getting to do it during some during some uh, undergraduate internships, then in my master's degree as well. Um, and I kind of got to learn the ropes of kind of measuring precipitation from space and from the ground um, and really enjoyed that. And the opportunity to kind of want to get a go to NASA, you know, like, you know, uh, kind of world-class research institution sure. uh, was amazing. Um, like ridiculously uh, good <laughs> opportunity, definitely a dream. Um, but also to kind of get it carry up, on. Yeah. To, well, to get it carry on with the kind of research that I, you know, uh, really enjoy, have passion for as well was kind of fantastic. Because I think that's the thing I'd kind of got to learn the ropes during my time in England. And then, you know, um, the mission that I was working on is kind of a NASA driven mm-hmm. mission anyway. Um, they're kind of the lead um organization in that mission and uh, it was a case of you know to get a go from being kind of external to nasa to internal to nasa to kind of get to see the inner workings of the global precipitation measurement mission um and yeah to kind of have that freedom in my research still where you know i got to learn all these things and then say oh i want to work a bit more on okay how how's the satellite doing where's it good and where's it bad really nice right really awesome um are there elements of working in science that you found to be empowering? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, just coming back to that freedom element, I think uh, working in science, the the element of freedom that uh, no two days are the same. Um, so I, I, I really like that. I think um, what I found really nice about kind of uh, scientific research for sure is that you you know, you can lay the best plans in the world. You can say, okay, you know, uh, this is what I want to investigate. Uh, this is what I'm hoping to find. And then you can kind of get halfway through and something real unexpected happens uh, and you get a kind of result that you just weren't expecting. You start to investigate that more and it kind of brings you off on a bit of a tangent, but a tangent in a good way. So I think yeah. it's one of them things that I find quite empowering in science is that, you know, um, it's not always just a straight kind of uh, from point A to point B. There can be a point C, a point D, a point E in there as well. And, you know, you can actually kind of um, kind of get to a point where you, you're finding things that, uh, you know, you are beyond what you were hoping to find in the first place. So I think that's really nice, nice side of things. Keeps, keeps it very fresh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Daniel, collaboration plays a big role in science. How do you talk about collaboration 
um, in the work that you're doing? So um, there's a lot of collaboration in the work that I'm doing. Um, so I work with um, teams kind of across the different NASA centers. Um, I'm very lucky that uh, I work to assess the performance of NASA's flagship precipitation product called iMerge. Um, and I get to work with that precipitation algorithm team at Goddard uh, very frequently. So I'm always in weekly meetings with them um, and work very closely with them on assessing the performance of their product. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, being able to do kind of uh, tally calls has been been fantastic for that. I'm in Huntsville there in Maryland, um, but I'm still able to kind of strike up kind of uh, good collaboration with them, mm -hmm. even though, you know, we're kind of in different parts of the country. Um, I also work with kind of uh, the validation or performance assessment teams, uh, both at Marshall. So we're um, in Huntsville, Alabama. So um, in the NASA institution that I'm at. So I get to work closely with um, some of my colleagues there, but also colleagues in Wallops as well, the Wallops flight facility in Virginia. Okay. Um, and then even external to NASA, I get to work with kind of a validation expert at the University of Oklahoma. So um, yeah, I'm getting really good experiences with, uh, yeah, getting to work with, with some experts, which is really cool. Absolutely. That sounds great. Um, I also know that that the fellowship program is a mentored experience. Talk about working with a, having a mentor um, and, and also have you had the opportunity to mentor future science, up and coming science, younger scientists? Sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, in the NASA postdoctoral program, um, everyone has an advisor. Uh, my advisor is, is fantastic. Uh, really great. Um, so uh, he kind of mentors me in um, my work is on the kind of validation performance assessment side of precipitation. Um, and at Marshall, um, he's the head of the validation network. So a software system designed to validate NASA's precipitation products. Um, so um, having him as a mentor has been fantastic. Um, he's got me to kind of um, kind of understand how NASA works and, um, you know, uh, get to learn about what kind of software systems that NASA has for assessing the performance of their precipitation estimates, um, but also kind of, you know, uh, provide me the opportunity to both learn um, and also provide some knowledge of my own as well. So to kind of, um, you know, have better freedom to uh, try and add to that validation network um, which is actually the purpose of my kind of uh, fellowship is to kind of um, add further work to what's already been produced at Marshall. So the mentorship is really good. Um, I get to learn from someone who's in their mid-career, has been through the early career side of things, um, and to kind of, you know, um, help me um, kind of integrate into NASA and uh, their way of doing research, but also to be able to bring in some ideas of my own, which is really nice. Um, and then on the mentorship side as well, um, I've uh, had uh, kind of great opportunities to kind of talk to kind of uh, some students back at home, uh, back in England. Um, so I've been able to, um, you know, uh, provide some guidance to kind of young scientists. Uh, I was recently talking to a young young scientist uh, kind of in high school who wants okay. to pursue astronomy. So different to the area that I'm in, sure. um, but 
able to provide some guidance for kind of that kind of path from going from high school uh, into kind of college and to try to get study astronomy and kind of give all the tips and tricks that, you know, oh, I yeah. wish I had but when, when I was doing it at the time. Uh, the good things and the bad things to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so along those lines, what advice would you give or do you give to scientists who want to follow in your footsteps? So I think um, the guidance that I generally give is uh, definitely work hard. Um, I think it's one of them just to, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, use that kind of motivation for your enjoyment of science to kind of, um, you know, really, really push hard on your studies, you know, try and try and understand as many elements of things as you can. Um, and you know, uh, you know, get through your examinations uh, <laughs> for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so guidance that I give is, yeah, along the lines of kind of, you know, um, essentially, you know, what are good subjects to study? What are, you know, um, what goes well with the subjects that you want to study? Um, you know, uh, what does the pathway look like from going uh, going from high school into into college you know what how does you know a subject such as physics differ from high school to college because it does it becomes more more mathematical what are the skills that you know you you kind of require you know and you know what where's the synergy what goes good with with physics well mathematics and you know uh, all the mathematical laws are good things to study if you if you're studying physics as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, then advice on going further, so kind of getting into your career as well. The main thing that I kind of tell um, kind of uh, younger younger people for sure is kind of uh, internships. Internships are key um, during your um, kind of undergraduate studies um, because you're kind of learning all this research, or, uh, you're getting to see a uh, kind of, bits of research, learn theory. Um, but when you do internships, especially if you do a research internship, um, you get to have just kind of a little four or five week taste of what um, applying your theory to research uh, actually looks like and feels like. Um, and it gives you a good good idea of, okay, is this something that I'd like to do a bit more of going, going forward in the future? Or is it something that I just absolutely hate, I don't want to do? Um, so I think that was the thing for me. I did an internship um, with a precipitation scientist mm -hmm. uh, and absolutely loved it. And it was the sort of thing where then I'd go back the next summer and the summer after that, and then that kind of flowed into my master's and my my PhD then. And I think that's probably one of the key things to one, to kind of boost your resume a bit, to kind of have something a bit different to what, just, just completing your studies. <laughs> Um, but also to kind of get start to get that feel, that bit of experience for okay, what does what what does research actually entail, and you know how can I use all of these things that I've learned from books to uh, actually kind of help in the real world as well. Right, right. Um, so you're in your second year of your fellowship. Why would you recommend a NASA MPP fellowship to someone else? Um, so I would recommend a NASA uh, fellowship um, for kind of uh, many different reasons. Uh, I think some of the key ones are for sure, um, I'd say um, to get a work in kind of a world-class institution for research. I think that's just kind of, uh, you know, definitely 
massive opportunity um, to also get to work with like some of the world's greatest scientists as well. You know, NASA is attracting kind of the best scientists around um, and to get to go into that culture um, and to get to learn, you know, from from people with more experience than yourself to, you know, to get to learn kind of their kind of uh, methods which are at the frontiers of science is like fantastic opportunity um but also i think just to kind of get to experience somewhere um somewhere new as well i came from doing my phd at a university um i got to move to a different country to uh so i got get kind of new life experiences as well through doing the nasa fellowship so both inside of work and outside of work um, and to get to experience kind of like that, a new culture, a new place mm-hmm. as well, um, you know, and to uh, to get to work with, you know, um, scientists from different parts of the world as well. I think that's that's very exciting opportunity. So I think um, the other thing then with the NASA fellowship is the freedom that it gives you your right and a proposal for the the part of research that you have real passion in. You You're designing your own two or three year project that you're going to go and pursue um and it instantly makes you more independent you have to come up with a a plan which you may not have um, done before i certainly hadn't come up with a research plan before um so already it starts to make you more independent as a researcher um it gives you an opportunity to pursue an area of science that you really want to pursue as well Mm -hmm. you know you're you're the person who decides what research is is getting done and you know fitting something to nasa's goals you're pushing you're you're kind of the expert in that you know that area you're you're the one that's kind of uh coming in and and pursuing uh kind of this research on behalf of nasa so i think that's a really good really good opportunity both you know um kind of uh for development so Mm -hmm. um in terms of becoming just more independent in your work but also in terms of you know advancing your research it's a great great opportunity awesome um last question for you daniel what brings you joy i really enjoy really enjoy traveling so i think um i get a lot of joy from traveling so getting to move over to the united states was kind of uh you know, great opportunity. I'm getting to see a new part of the world that I'd never, never been in before. Um, I think, um, yeah, you know, um, a lot of joy from my work, from, you know, um, you know, uh, getting to study and getting to do research on things that, you know, I really like and, you know, um, getting to, you know, getting to move somewhere new is, is a great joy as well. I think, you know, it's, fantastic opportunity in life. Have you gotten to see much of the country outside of Huntsville since you've been here? Yeah, 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 especially a lot more a lot more recently. So um, I've got to see kind of uh, a lot of the South now. So okay. I've got to go to kind of a uh, few different spots like Birmingham and uh, Chattanooga, Atlanta. So uh, that's been great, great opportunities. Um, and yeah, I got to see Denver a few times as well through through work. So even that kind of through doing the the fellowship, I'm getting to go and see different parts of the US um, that uh, yeah never never been to. So so yeah, getting to kind of see both kind of my area of the US and and kind of different parts of it as well. Very cool. Well, if you ever get up to Knoxville, 
I'll take that <laughs> <my> client. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll <laughs> um, that's my last question. That's all I've got for you. So, okay, cheers. Well, thank you, Michael. Really appreciate absolutely. it. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time, Daniel. No problem. Thank Have you. Have a good afternoon. Cheers, you too. Bye. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.